Hey everybody, this is Mike. And this is Brandon. And we just wanted to uh, let you know that usually we cover one episode per, one game per episode. However, we uh, this... had so much going on with this one that we ended up having to uh, split it into three parts. Unless you want a, uh, a three hour plus episode. Which, yeah, that uh, could be like a Patreon exclusive if you guys wanted it or something like that. Let us know. <laughs> if you're too lazy to just download the episodes and just tack them together. Yeah, that's what I do with uh, some of the other podcasts that we listen to. So it's kind of funny that that's how that would be if they wanted it. But yeah, yeah so, it's, a, it's a bit of a hefty episode. So we've decided to break it up into three chunks for you guys just to make it a little bit easier for you guys to digest. I've got a lot of opinions yeah. of hate. Mike's got a lot of opinions of love. And then we've got a little silly bit at the end for you, I think, unless that's a secret. And if it is a secret, disregard what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> this first part will be us covering the uh, the introduction to the game, as well as the uh, the plot and the first four dungeons. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show. Royal Cook, come to me. You summoned me, Princess Zelda? Yes, Royal Cook. The crops are withering, our livestock is famished, the people starve. I beseech you, find meat for our kingdom, so we may hold on till a hero arises to reclaim the Triforce from Ganon. Consider it done, Your Grace. Okay, damn it. This has been going on for a while, but killing these Octoroks and Moblins has gotten me and uh, some rubies. Oh, a cave. Welcome to the shop, man. Would you like this ludicrously expensive ring? Is... is this candy in a wrapper? Open your eyes, it's meat on a bone. It's the only one in Hyrule, too. Perfect! I'll take it. Alright, man, it's 80 rupees. Well, I've got 75. Surely that's... Good, you can almost afford it. Now go out and kill a few more things and you're all set. Well, the thing is, uh, I've been getting whaled on by dandelions and even fire breathing fish, which makes no fucking sense. And I hear this beeping in my ears, so can I just get the meat, please? Hey, kid, no cutting. Fuck you! No, kid! Get back here! I'm on a mission from the princess! No, come back! Hey, kid, come on, just let me buy it off you. Or give me it, or something, come on. It's a quest from the princess, surely that must mean something to you. Grumble, grumble. Why do you have two campfires in this dungeon? Okay, kid. Just kill this monster so we can talk about that meat. Hey, wh what are you doing? Don't give it to him. I've seen you kill 255 of those things before. Fuck this, I'm taking the meat back. Hiya! What? The campfires shoot fireballs. Ah! Ah! Gamer needs food badly. Let's -a go!
Hello and welcome back to the Taste Test. I'm your host game connoisseur Mike King and joining me is chef slash apparently now I talk like Rygar all the time, Brandon Boswell. Hey guys, how's it going? And as you may have intuited, our game this week is the original Legend of Zelda for this for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which came out in 1987. Woo woo! A perennial game which spawned a uh, a classic series, but uh, as as Brandon discovered, it's uh, it wasn't exactly perfect from the beginning. Yeah, actually, that woo woo was very misleading because what I meant to say was "fuck this." <laughs> that was my bad. I, I read the script wrong right there. <laughs> right there, meaning from start to finish. But anyway. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, and uh, joining us as Princess Zelda is Amber. What was Amber? Hold on, I'll make her say hi quick. Say hi, Amber, Princess Zelda. There she is. She's going <laughs> to go upstairs and take a nap now, I think. And bye. And bye. bye. Our Princess Zelda for the skit. Thank you. Special thanks out to Amber for not making me do the falsetto voice. Yeah. So this is Legend of Zelda. It was first released in Japan on the Famicom Disk System in 1986, a year and five months before it was released in North America. So because the Disk System was never released outside Japan, we got it on a freaking cartridge in 1987. And here's a bonus. It came with an internal battery to facilitate saving data. Yep. Which is pretty awesome. For the time. Yep. So, uh, my own personal experience with this game in the past, because usually we talk about like missed opportunities, and I did play a little bit of Zelda. However, I never had a map. I never had anything. And without those things, this game can be really, really fucky. You say this... that, but I kind of hated it even with all those things. I'm scrolling <laughs> through the miles, miles of, of walkthrough that I have right now just to get it to go to the top. And it, this whole, the whole fucking game pissed me off. Anyway, so you say that, but I don't know. I think yeah. Beats the thing was having Amber there to read the strategy guide to me, so I didn't fucking lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, so but if you got a co-pilot, uh, I tried uh, playing this game recent uh, because of uh, well, the playing with power podcast. And we had just seen so much coverage on Link, yeah. and I just thought, you know, like I'd never got this fucking thing done like i wandered around i killed dr ox i liked the music i liked collecting the rupees like i liked what i saw i just couldn't put it together enough to actually get an experience and so playing it yeah on the uh, on my little ds was a beautiful and rewarding experience because it has a rewind feature so <laughs> I never had to die i was able to save my state and then quickly go back to whatever i had so Basically, uh, like I basically used a projectile sword the entire time, so that definitely uh, yeah, made it a little uh, more the, playable. Yeah, I mean, like there's so much, there's, there's going to be like hardcore, fa- like hardcore players listening to this, feeling like you need to fucking save states, you pussy. And to which I say, you're right. So, oh yeah, yeah, I wanted to get this There's done a, fuck you. as soon as possible. So yeah, I don't feel like dedicating about three months to to rote memory where I can just instantly invade like teleporting wizards and shit. Like I I wanted this done so I could move on to other games. Life is precious.
My answer to those people is come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me. Yeah. So the first, like, well, let, let, let's talk about the uh, the plot. What the fuck is the plot? No, it's not about a uh, a poor cook trying to please his princess. No. It's about this kid in a green tunic, which is probably the only kid left in this fucking wasteland. Because you look around and what do you mostly see? Desert. Yeah. Some shrubs. Maybe a baobab tree here and there. And like garbage and refuge. There's, there's just like stuff set up. No houses. Everything. Uh, like the only people that are left are like a few refugees that, do, that aren't even like living together. There are no communities. It's just yeah. like, like one. Solitary wasteland. Yeah, what, like a two old people living in a cave, an old man, an old lady, and some like middle-aged merchant guy. So there's like, it's probably like one family that survived, but they're so dysfunctional. They can't even be like, you know, we're the last family on earth. We got to keep it together for that. They're just like, I'm, I'm sick of your fucking shit. I'm getting my own cave. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow. So uh, the story, though, um, it's about the boy and his tunic. And how the princess summons him to go help her, what, find the last piece or something? Or... No. <laughs> Eight on, pieces. Man. It's not the last Eight. piece. It's all pieces. Yeah, it's all the, all the pieces of one dumb Triforce. The Triforce Wait, of isn't... Wisdom. If there's eight of each piece, there's three pieces. There should be 24, so... but no. Ganon has the whole Triforce of Power to himself, and you're looking for the Triforce of Wisdom. Courage comes in Legend of Zelda 2. off with you just in the middle of a mountain range and all you see is a big black square telling you yep. get into this cave and then that's fucked up yep and because like there, there, yep, there is no being summoned by zelda there is no overhead narrative nothing it's just boy mountain cave yeah that's all you get when you start yeah and, so the plot to the game is a little bit mysterious but like knowing what happens it makes a little bit more sense Yep. So you walk into the cave and you see this old man with a sword telling you it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Take my dick. <laughs> That's what he meant. We all knew it. Well, I was just the only one brave enough to say it. Well, like I said, there's like there's no police anymore. There is no law. He answers yep. to nobody. It's just an old man and a boy in the mountains, and you know whatever happens, who the fuck is going to believe him? Nobody, because there's nobody yeah. here. Nobody. There's nobody to hear him scream. It's funny because the instant that you said it's just an old man in the mountains, a pop-up for Old Man Logan popped up on my computer <laughs> and it said, How Old Man Logan was inspired. It's from the comic Old Man Logan. Yeah, but it's like he was inspired by the idea of one old man living out in the middle of nowhere, sticking it to kids. <laughs> that's, that's how he was inspired. 
Okay, so I was like, I want to be that. Have you seen Logan yet? No, I think I was going to see it tonight. Oh, you gotta, you gotta go see it tonight. I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, so so you walk around. on that. You end up killing enemies. You get a feel for the game where you uh, yep. hear this wonderful music. It's just really cool music, and you get to uh, walk around and see the uh, wide variety of enemies, from the spider hopping uh, tech tights. Yep, they look like uh, uh, crab people or uh, head crabs. Head crabs. That's what I was looking for. Head crabs. I showed Amber a picture of like a regular head crab, and she was like, "Ew." She's like, "What the hell's that?" Like from Half Life Two. She was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, it's a head crab. And then I showed her the black head crabs. And she's like, what the fuck? Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, those are the poisonous head crabs. They kill you while they're killing you. And she's like, oh my god, I hate that. Yeah, and then there's... And she's like, these guys are kind of cute. There's Octoroks, yeah. which she thinks are also pretty cute. They are. There's Moblins. I don't know. Octoroks are kind of cute. She said to me the other day that she would keep an Octorok in her house, even though she knows that every time she comes in the room, it's going to spit like a clump of dirt or rock or whatever at her into her face. And she's just going to take it and she's going to be like, oh, you're so cute. And she's just going to cuddle it. And it's going to keep hitting her. And I said, I would take one if I knew that it was going to shoot that shit at me and I could take it. But then I could I could cut it in half or whatever and kill it and then leave the room and then come back and it would still be there. Fine. And I could do it again. <laughs> then I would take it. But if I could only kill it once. A pet that like, you could nope, take your frustrations out on. Yeah, you can just murder it, leave the room, come back. It's fine. And it spits rocks at you and aggravates you the whole time. So it's totally fair. It's not like it's sitting there being cute. Like, you're not like a sociopath just murdering, like, a cute little bunny. Hey, little master. That, like, responds. Yeah. No, this, like, little bastard sits in the room, waits for you to open the door, shoots you in the face, and you just murder it, and then, then you leave, and you come back. It's fine. And the best part is it pays for itself, because when you kill it, you can pull out a, you can pull out a diamond. Yeah, a little rupee. Little root groups. Ow, fuck. Just punch the table. It's an animal that feeds, that pays for itself. Yep. So then, what else we got? We got moblins on well, the main. Well, we got levers, which I think are those yeah. little, which are little things that uh, come out of the quicksand at you, come out of yeah, they, the sand at you, and then dig around like the worms from Tremors. Yeah, they're like Tremor worms, but they they kind of look like I don't know, like what are the castles called in chess? Rooks. Yeah. Yeah, they make me think of like rooks. Yep. So it, like digs underground and it just pops up and it's like, Barr. does it shoot fire? I always like fought them head on. I can't tell if they shoot fire. No, they charge at you. Yeah. Then there's the uh, Zola. The Zola is the, the fire breathing guy in fish. The water. Which, Frumpy fish friend. Which again makes no fucking sense because you're in the water. Yep. Fire means nothing to you. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, fans. Uh, when Amber <laughs> and I, well, when I was playing and Amber was uh, was was dictating the, the guide to me, we kept running across him at like every single water screen. And she was like, oh, hey, it's our frumpy fish friend. And, like, she kept getting surprised when we saw him. And I was always like, holy fuck, it's the same dude. Like, it's not that <laughs> exciting. Every time we come to a water screen, there's one dude, and he's always there shooting fucking fire at us. But then we discovered that, really, he's probably got a tragic backstory where he lost one of his friends. And, uh, like, okay, so in the comics, doesn't he, like, give Link Emeralda or Esmeralda or whatever? So he's like super sad. Yeah, in the, uh, Is that what happened? Yeah, and he also gives him like this clay mask so he can walk around undetected by monsters. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I figured that because he gave away Esmeralda, he's just like super sad and he's constantly like on the lookout for, for like, you know, a new fairy friend or whatever. 
but he's just like never gonna find one because he's so agi- agitated that he just gives off like gross vibes, <laughs> you know. So everybody just avoids him, and he just gets frumpier and frumpier. So we like we just see him and we blow right past him, like fuck you, fuck you, you know. We just leave him there. Yeah, but, but uh, uh, and then who else do we got? Then we got also we got those stupid fucking P hat things. Yes, and the P right? hats are uh... the little fluttery flower-looking cocksuckers. They're impossible to hit because they float, but they can hit you while they're above you, but you can't hit them while while you're below them. Yeah, the weird dandelions. Yeah, the dandelion guys. And then there's uh, one of the more iconic enemies, the moblins. The, uh, pi- the I said the moblins. The pig dog things. We never discovered what think, they were, though. No, I didn't discover what they were. But yeah, I said them. Um, they kind of look to me like triceratops that are walking on their hind legs. You know what I mean? Huh. No, I always saw them as angry bulldogs. Yeah, they kind of got like a pointy dinosaur head. Like they got that like egg cracking tooth in the front, and then they got like two pointy dinosaur kind of ears. Yeah, and then there's uh, other enemies like and the they're armies. green. The Armos, yeah, the which Armos. are little statues that will come to life. Yep. And then centaurs. Centaurs will attack you, and they are called Lionels. Leos. Lionels. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think they are called centaurs. They're called Lionels. <laughs> and, then, and then when you approach Death Mountain, you encounter a new enemy, Boulder. Yeah, that's fucking just ridiculous. It's just a falling rock. And, he, and there's like no way to avoid them. They get all sketchy when they bounce. So you think you're dodging the right way, and then they just change direction for no reason. Yeah, you just think, okay, I'm going to stand to the left and let it fall past me. No, these things fall like three or four at a time, and it's like fucking Plinko. You just never know where it's going to go. It's just chaos. Yeah, and they don't actually follow you. They literally fall randomly, so you can stand anywhere you want, and you have a random chance of not dying. But if you stay active and you're careful about it, you can probably make it through without dying. I just kind of charged through and killed some stuff on the other side. So I can get my health back. Yeah, so uh, there's uh, one walkthrough we had that covers uh, all the content you can get through at the very beginning of the game, although almost none of it needs to be done. And that you Oh, could, lucky uh, me, I totally did all of that bullshit, which is part of the reason why I hated the game that much more. <laughs> yeah, me, I kind I had a better experience because I went for the first dungeon and just... You know, got into the action right away while you decided to just diddle around and you came to begin to resent the game because it was just so much of the same stuff. Whereas I learned how to intersperse it between overworld dungeon, overworld dungeon, you is just overworld, 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 overworld. Dungeon, 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 Yeah. That's it. So what I did is I was following a specific walkthrough and I can't remember if it's you sent me like three, and I don't know if I found my own and I ended up going with it or if it was one of the ones that you sent me anyway. But what it was was a guy explained, the same way that you explained, that if you go around and you get this shit early, it'll make your like level four, five, and six dungeons a whole lot easier because you won't be going back to find this bullshit later. And really, it's not that it's any easier. What they should have done, and this is a, because I just kind of like blindly followed the walkthrough step by step instead of reading the whole thing, figuring out what I was going to do and then attacking it with my own plan. Um, but what they should have done is you go to said dungeon, and whatever the fuck artifact is near the dungeon, you just pick it up while you're there. So if there's an artifact near dungeon 3, you wait until dungeon 3 to get it. Because the way I did it is I went and I collected all the extra bullshit. So I walked over, and they're like, 
on your left, or if you go one screen to the east, you'll find a spooky tree dungeon. But don't go in there yet, because you haven't defeated Dungeons 1 and 2, and you'll get your ass kicked. <laughs> really, I also, like, because I'd already collected all the other malarkey before I got to that avoid that one area, um, like, notation, because I had all the shit, I probably could have done Dungeon 3 without having done the other two dungeons, which is even funnier, you know what <laughs> I mean? And then, and then after I collected, I don't know, like, eight fucking bullshit items, I guess we can go through the items later. But after I collected all the items and I had like a good sword and I went into the thing and I had a decent shield and some upgraded bombs and a better boomerang and whatever other bullshit I was supposed to have, then it's like, okay, now start digging out the dungeons like they're nothing. Which was fine, because the first like three to, I don't know, maybe five, it's just pretty straightforward. You just run through a couple secrets in the last two. And then from six to like nine, it's just bullshit, trudging through fucking stuff, going through secret, like, not even secret ways, but like just unintuitive puzzles that you just they don't make any sense yeah, just like, like go that way the, none of these trees look different but you're supposed to decide or determine or discern that you know which one to burn you have to burn one of these trees down and you'll find a staircase rather than having anything be out of place it's like at the point where it's just like if you don't have a walkthrough why the fuck are you even here yeah so it uh, it's a challenging game if you're just going to walk around burning everything. And if you come across a place with, like, 18 trees, and you've just got, like, a one regular candle instead of, like, the upgraded candle, you'd have to, like, leave and reburn every piece, like, one at a time. One, and then the one beside it, then the one beside it, then the one beside it. Which yeah, as soon as I realized that there was an upgraded candle, I literally, like, skipped everything else I was supposed to be doing and got the upgraded one. So, so you could burn the shit. world. Oh my god, yes. You have no idea. I literally just, like, Amber was watching me play, and she's like, you're gonna keep hurting yourself if you keep just starting fires and then walking into the fires. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. I found yeah. the upgraded candle. Yeah, so you can get, uh, like, if you dick around, you can get items like the blue ring, which, uh, is that the one that gives you strength, or is it the one that uh, cuts your damage? As far as I know, they both cut your damage, and then the second one gives you strength. Like, one cuts your damage. I think I guess they both cut your damage a quarter. So once you have both of them, then you're, you're effectively done by half. But if you only get the red one, you can get an attack boost and a quarter damage resistance. Or if you get them both, you get half damage resistance and attack boost. Yeah, and if you get the blue ring, it <laughs> for some reason, wearing a blue ring will turn your tunic white. Yeah, it was actually kind of like a gray color, but it was awesome. That's how I did it the whole time. Okay, so when you uh, when you you can also uh, if you kill enough enemies, you can buy a magical shield, which will actually uh, uh, repel a fireball rather than just be like, oh, a fireball, I'm going to use my shield. Oh fuck, I'm still hurt. This is an yeah, actual I, shield. Uh... Couldn't figure out how exactly that worked. I would get lucky sometimes, and you could reflect fireballs pretty often and I would get even luckier sometimes and reflect an arrow but I wasn't sure what was going on for most of it but uh, the most common thing that you will be finding and needing is heart containers these are the lifeblood in a supremely challenging game this is the one thing that allows you to make some mistakes and survive yeah, I didn't even bother because I had a save state. So I did actually get all the heart containers because you have to in order to wield the Master Sword. 
Yep. But uh, for the most part, I just went forward and back every time I got hit anyway. So yep. That's a very interesting requirement. You can find a uh, an old man that will give you a white sword, but you need five heart containers to wield it. And that does twice as much damage as the wooden sword. And then you will find the uh, the master sword later on. Well, is it, it's not called the master sword. It doesn't get that name until later. Yeah. But anyway, you won't... Oh, uh, no, it is It is called the Master Sword because it says it's on the list of items. Alrighty then. So, you can also get the... Uh, well, yeah, we found the uh, arrows. You can... Yeah, you can find arrows in a shop. Is it a shop? Yep. So, after you get your heart containers, then you'll go to the first dungeon. And this is uh, another thing that oh, sells... Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on, um, I'm wrong, and the and the fans are gonna spam me for it, so we might as well fix it now. The white sword is the upgrade. The magical sword is the final sword that you get in this game. There we go. So I guess in another game they eventually call it the master sword. That would be the best Zelda game, a link to the past, which is uh, reminiscent. Of all the good things about this game, and uh, foregoes a lot of the crap. In, in what way? Well, more diverse music. Not that the music here is bad. I mean, it is, like, as far as repetitive music goes, it is still very excellent sounding, rich music. It's not like fucking Friday the Thirteenth, where you're just hearing like bum 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 Like it is just, you know, some like this is done like, like damn near orchestral, as far as the NES could do. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of, kind of don't exactly remember the Friday the Thirteenth music because I do play all my stuff on. Me neither. That's why my music was probably not that song at all. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, whatever the fuck you were just doing there, that was a pretty good beat, but I don't feel like it was Friday the 13th, because it was too cheery. Yeah, it was too good. Like, that seemed like, like a Sex in the City kind of, almost. <laughs> I was busy eating an Oreo, I'll be honest. I'm sorry, fans, I was eating an Oreo. Okay, well, Oreos are pretty fucking good, so I guess we can forgive you. Double stuffed. Oh, yeah, baby. So. But, uh, on to the show, though. Level one. What are we... Yeah, what'd you think of that? Well, after seeing this desiccated wasteland of deserts and crap, it's interesting to actually see, not shrubs, but actual trees. However, they're all fucking dead. Yeah, they're all murdered. And then you find this... But was it a nuke, do you think? I think... Because there is actually some shrubbery, but uh, I think there's a documentary I've seen once that says like uh, pine trees and stuff could probably survive a nuke. Because they're deciferous or whatever. Deciduous? Whatever that word is. Deciduous. Deciferous. Anti-disestablishmentarianist. <laughs> so, um, no, my theory in the Zelda timeline is that this took place uh, sometime after Wind Waker. Because mm-hmm. in... did you? No, you never played Wind Waker. Nope. Well, in uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker... It presents a, uh, a different timeline where the hero of time failed 
And in order to protect Hyrule, uh, the three goddesses flooded it. Flooded Hyrule completely. That's why in Wind Waker you walk around on boats and shit. So yeah. I think this is like sometime after that when the floods have been receded. And the way in the, the world is like still like kind of sort of trying to recover. So who the fuck are you in Wind Waker? You're Link, right? Yep. Is Zelda in that game? There's always a Link. There's always a Zelda. There's always a lighthouse. There's always... Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Um, but okay, so is there a Ganon in Wind Waker, yep. or is there a different villain? Yep. Is it Ganon it, or is it Ganondorf? It's Ganondorf. Okay, so that's a clue. And what the fuck? Um, uh, what Triforce are they chasing? The Triforce, which is all three like pieces, like courage, wisdom, and power. No, wait, he still has powers, Zelda has wisdom, and... Yeah, you have to assemble the pieces of the Triforce of Courage so that you can prove worthy of the Master Sword. And then with that, you can finally harm Ganon. And then somehow, after all that shit happens, uh, you get conked on the head, forget how to, like, talk, and then all the flood, all the water, like, recedes. <laughs> and then you find a bunch of caves with ground-level entrances with old men and women trapped inside of them. I think that's, like, people avoiding the floods. When the floods happen, they climbed up into a cave, and then, like, the pressure evened out at a certain, like, depth of the cave, so they could, like, hide out in that little oxygen bubble for, like, however many years Wind Waker flooded for <laughs> until the water all receded. And that's probably why... That's probably why you got, like, Frumpy Fish Friend, because, like... When you see him, he's like a whole tall like humanoid, whereas all the other like critters are like like beach critters and like combers and he's scavengers and that, that kind adapted. of shit. Yeah, he adapted, but then the waters receded. Now he has he's like trapped into the he's trapped in ponds. into the little lakes. Yeah, all the little ponds and lakes. So he's all frumpy, and it explains why he can breathe fire because he's a previous species that was on land, got swept up by the water. He adapted, like his species adapted, then the water receded. Like a regular and he dragon. He had to go with the water. He got like. Yeah, like a dragon type that, <clears throat> that evolved gills and flip and uh, webbed feet. <clears throat> yeah, and then couldn't unevolve. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Like, guys, we just got to keep up with the times. It's okay. We'll all just change as things change. And then all of a sudden they all get swept away into the lakes and shit, and everybody's looking at that guy like, oh, yeah? Go with the times? Yeah? Now we're fucking stuck in a lake? Yeah. Roll, you prick ass. Roll with the times, motherfucker. <laughs> Roll, roll with the changes. Yep. So you find um, uh, this collection of trees. It's near the mountain range. Uh, essentially, you just look from where you start, which makes it really easy. To, uh, it makes it easy to find. From your starting position, you just go right, yeah. and then you go up around three spaces. Well, then you find this bridge, which is basically an invitation to say, like, hey, asshole, look over here. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Basically, it's exactly that. It's video game shorthand for what's that? Yeah. Go find out. Which is cool storytelling because it's not like it's not like it's putting you on one straight path. Like everyone talks yeah. about like, oh oh Breath of the Wild is such an amazing open world game. They were always open world. That's what made them awesome. You weren't stuck on I... one path, you could diddle around at your own leisure. I don't know anything about that, but I will give Zelda the credit that like I like in the same way of what you're saying, like it is open world and you can like it's not a straight linear path. It's you know, you can go wherever you want. But um I want to make a shout out to the YouTube channel Extra Credits. Um, they do like a lot of video game stuff. I think I've showed you a few of their videos. It's usually like a voiceover with an animation. 
but they have um, they have like a few different categories in their videos. One of them happens to be like video game design itself, and they like one of the I think their first video on that whole concept is about how Super Mario World One One is like perfectly laid out to teach you how to play the game without any instructions. Like when you start, you initially like the loading screen is the very first background. And you see that, and then you hit start, and everything happens, and then you go back to that background, so you're like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with, so you get adjusted. And then the only thing you can do is move left and right and jump and run, but like you can't tell that you're running unless you move, and you can't really move anywhere other than right. So you're just forced, to, like, by instinct, you have to learn this game, basically. And Zelda, <clears throat> I guess, probably took it to the next level where by instinct you have to learn that you can kind of get away with doing anything like you can move up and down the only way that you can get to the first sword is by moving up they they probably purposely didn't put it on like a horizontal axis from where your starting point is you know what yeah. I mean? well they make they, it they, so you can avoid it like there's walkthroughs where you can make it all the way to ganon without using a fucking without, sword yeah that's but, pretty impressive. But you, but so, you need the sword to finish him off. So. That's the kiss to cut away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. No. Do you need the sword to fight Ganon? You need you the sword. Need silver... You need the sword to lay the final blow on him. No, you just need the. The arrow stuns the... him. Mm-mm. No, wait. No, the sword stuns him. The arrow finishes mm-hmm. him off. So you yeah. Need so if you the had sword. bombs. No. no. From what I read, that. Uh... I'm pretty sure that if because I hit him a couple times with bombs when I was playing. And I'm pretty sure it, 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 like, I don't know about stuns him, like, maybe the sword has an actual stunning effect on him, but I know that he, like, stops blinking for a second and then, like, looks at you and becomes invisible. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'm looking looking at at? these game facts right here, and it says there is no way to beat Ganon without a sword. Oh. Well, fuck me then. Fans, write in. Only your opinion matters. I want to hear what you guys think about whether Mike is wrong or right. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm trying not to be selfish here. I just want to know what you guys think about about Mike's (laughs) self-worth and how correct he can be. I want you guys to either tell me if he's a flaming bag of crap or if he's on point and we should trust him. That's my challenge to the listeners. Okay, and... uh... And Brandon's just telling tales out of school. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't about me. I don't want you to get confused, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with whatever the viewers, you know, listeners have. So, you tr- you go into the uh, the spooky oh. the spooky tree mouth. Yeah. Because, as I was trying to say before, the repeated interruptions. Yeah, whatever. You cross the bridge, you find this uh, mountainous plateau in the middle of a lake. Surrounded by four trees and one big tree in the middle with a face on it and a gaping mouth like, Ender me! And you're just like, yep. I'm going to go inside the fucking spooky tree. Who do you meet at the end of that? Well, 
first of all, inside the tree you'd think it would be full of bark and like moss and shit, but no, it's a big stone it's dungeon. A, yeah, it's like a marbled dungeon. Yep, this tree is a fucking door or gateway or staircase or something. And I have to say, after hearing the overworld music, like for me it wasn't that long, so I wasn't sick of it yet, but I bet you were. So this uh, I didn't really listen to the music much which we talked about but... much or at all. Uh, a little bit of both. <sighs> this like music is like one of the most like iconic parts of Zelda. I bet it is, but it's really hard for me to focus on both. Like I understand like especially with Mario and, and stuff at this uh, era of games, they purposely made the music to time out with games so it all kinda of sunk together and I know that you can beat games with the right song and all this and that and the other thing. But, like, for me, it just adds that, like, extra layer on the cake of, like, you know, you got your icing, and then you add fondant on top of that, and you're just like, that's too much, too much cake for me. You're just driving it home too hard now. It distracts from the rest of the cake. Well, anyway, the music here is very dungeon-appropriate. It's just yeah. this uh, alternating set of chords. But uh, it lets you know, like, shit has changed here. Like, all you fought before, it's going to get a lot harder now. The uh, You're in cramped, tight quarters. And the enemies here are a completely different variety. So you just think, oh, I'm going to be uh, used to this. But no, you come across, instead of all those enemies, you get to fight new enemies like Keese, which are the uh, yep. bats. And then you yep, will... Which is a really stupid fucking name, and they could have just called them bats. Yep, but apparently names, like, don't exist. Like, if there was a dog in Zelda, they'd probably call it, like, a like a forad or something. Because they just yeah. need to be unique. Or, like, a Ruchu. Yeah. And then you... I bet you Ruchu. And then you fight these uh, rogue skeletons, like dual dagger-wielding yep. skeletons from a Dungeon and Dragon campaign. Which are called Stalfos. 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 You nailed it. Yay. And the cool thing about Zelda is that you come across, like, the, in your little overhead map, you will only be able to see what you've, when you've been in a room until, but to give you a little hand, they will give you a compass, which lets you know where, where treasure the... or bosses are. Yeah. And I think it's just where the boss is. Well, in later games, then the uh, compass would also let you know where treasure chests are. True. And then you get the dungeon map, which shows you rooms that you've not just uh, seen, that you know that you've not just been in, but you've also, but like also haven't been in. So it'll let you know if there's like a missing, like if you're in a room that you think, like where the fuck is something, it'll let you know if there's a wall yeah. somewhere. I love the uh, the map uh, when I, whenever I got it because I could always guess like, hey, is it a fetus? Is it a swastika? <laughs> what am I in? Ah, oh, it's just an eagle. That's pretty bullshit. And it's not even an eagle. It looks like a, a really bad hieroglyph of somebody doing the walk like an Egyptian. No, I think it looks kind of like an eagle. It kind of looks like um, one of those like big Mayan uh, ant, like desert things. <laughs> you know, like when they draw in the sand and they're like, oh yeah, it's totally. Um, I don't know, an eagle or a bird man or something. Yep, and uh, even like the flooding from the Wind Waker catastrophe 
is uh, still present in these games because in these dungeons you will find rooms where parts of the room are submerged in water and there's these little yep. uh, bridges or little uh, singular paths. Yep. And, uh, like, I, like, I don't know what the deal is with these dungeons. Like, even if there was water on the floor, you think you'd be able to walk over it? But apparently Link... Yeah, like a puddle. Yeah, Link is scared of uh, water. He's probably... I think Link just knows the dangers of trench foot, and he's just trying to keep himself as far away from that as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being that he's wearing those weird little leather moccasins. I don't. I don't want athlete's foot. Yeah. There's a. There's no more fungicide in this world. All the apothecaries are fucking washed away. Yeah. First life and second life potion don't do anything for a feet stack. <laughs> yeah. It, it, remember, this is a desiccated wasteland. Like a sliver will fucking kill you. <laughs> Link has got dysentery. <laughs> old man in the cave has contracted dysentery old woman in the cave has contracted dysentery old woman in the cave has died do you continue old man has died do you continue link has contracted dysentery again what <laughs> link has double dysentery i think i can't remember but i think there was one like um homeless guys uh you can meet them and they might give you stuff but there's a chance that they could rob you it's been a long time since I played that one. What's it called again? Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Oregon. Or like Oregon. Yeah. Like the thing in your body Oregon. or like the Oregon. 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 Well, it's not oregano despite oh, being a chef. Oregano. You need Oregano. You need to write you need as a chef, you need to write the oregano trail. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I have an oregano trail leading from here to my bedroom. <laughs> bah. Okay, so in an interesting part of uh, a consistent thing in Zelda is that not only are the dungeons neat because of they have new enemies, new uh, treasures and all that, they also have weapons and items which are really awesome. And Story in this one, awesome. you will find the bow. So yep. in case those bats have been like pissing you off because they never fly near you, but the door looks like it just won't open unless you've nailed them. Well, then, now you can just settle that with a bow and arrow right to the face. Yeah, except they give you a bow, and then you got to go buy arrows. Yeah. I think I was able to find, uh, like, kill enemies and find some arrows that way. I don't think I came across anything like that. For the bow, uh, for the bow item here, I have written, uh, had to find, comma, pain in the ass, comma, should just be given at a store. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what the last comma was for, but whatever. Yeah, the arrow. And then for arrow. Be... And then for arrow, yeah, because for arrow, I said, dumb, I had to pay for it. Should have came with bow. Why wasn't bow sold at store? So I don't know why there's no commas in one and extra commas in the other, but. <laughs> and they're, they're like apart from each other, too. I had to like scroll to different parts of the page. <laughs> the mystery. But the bow was a. <laughs> the bow was a pain in the ass because the description in the thing like as it's going along for all the other items it's like blah 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 go grab the ring blah 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 maybe this bracelet will do something blah 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 once you have the bow you can buy these arrows blah 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 and it just like just trimmed it and i was like so did i was, uh, I, was yes. I supposed to get now, the bow and now i remember and, you have to buy you have to buy like the arrow ability not so much as buying arrows so you will buy a single arrow 
but then you can, instead of expending an amount of arrows, firing an arrow just drains your wallet by one rupee. Yeah. So, you basically, you're basically like learning how to shoot your money at people. I never even bothered, because once I fucking, once I got past that part in the walkthrough and I was like, fuck it, I'm never going to get the bow, and I was standing in the shop with the arrows... I was like, fuck this, and then I eventually, like, this is like what I was saying before, where I was getting all my shit together first. You had to buy and the I eventually first to use the, it. <laughs> and then I eventually went into the dungeon and saw the bow and just had a fucking conniption fit. Like, who the fuck just leaves these lying on the ground? What the fuck? <laughs> and, then, and then I left with the bow, and I was really angry, and I never went back to get the arrows until he told me to go buy a silver arrow. Okay, and then so... I did that, and then I was like, great. <clears throat> but yeah, so the boss yeah, in the... Dungeon 1... Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I was about to get us to the boss because we're uh, kind of oh. rambling here. So. Aquamentus. Aquamentus? How do you say that? It looks like Aquamentus. Ag- Aquamentus. So for me personally, I was—I had no idea what was going on. I was just walking through, grabbing shit. Like I grabbed the map and then I grabbed the compass and I was like, hey, what the fuck? Going from room to room, punching whatever I could find. And then all of a sudden there was like a slightly more lively boss, I would say. But only in the sense that he was, like, colorful and he kind of shot fire and there was only one of him in the room as opposed to, like, three smaller guys. And I was like, huh. So then I just murdered him without thinking about it. And then it was like, you succeeded. Go get your Triforce. And I was like, what What the fuck? Was that the boss? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I just thought he was just another dweeb and I just accidentally murdered him. Went full tilt and just stabbed him all good with my sweet magic sword by that time. Or my white sword, I guess. Yep. And he was like, ah, I'm dead because I'm an idiot. And then he died. <laughs> yeah, it says here you can also use bombs on him if you want to <laughs> if you want to risk it. Well, if I'd have known that, I probably would have because I would have, I don't know, I was getting pretty friendly with the bombs, so I was all right with that, yep. using them, so. And then in the final then... room, there is no enemy. But you, before you go into that room, after you kill him, you get an amazing prize, a heart container. Yep. That's when you should have realized, like, oh, fuck, this guy's this guy's the real deal. This guy's a bitch. He's the opposite of a real deal. He's just a bitch. <laughs> Although, spoiler alert, you end up fighting him, like, three more times, so whatever. It just kind of makes sense that you kill him, and then he just keeps coming back. It's kind of a fact. <laughs> so, the final room doesn't have any enemies in it, but in the middle is the Shard of the Triforce of Wisdom. get an amazing little sound effect to let you know like you done really Ba-na-na-na. is it that one uh, i think that's for uh opening a treasure chest maybe maybe that came later i'm gonna like it play it's been too long since i played it like we've had this fucking trial and tribulation going on where we tried to record as soon as the game was fresh but then one fuck up after another after another after another not gonna say who did them and we just weren't able to get the shit done and now <laughs> All the uh, all the beautiful intricacies are uh, not so fresh in our minds. Yeah, well, you could totally say uh, what what happened to them, but just keep in mind that you're equally at fault for not uh, busting my balls enough. If we're a team, <laughs> oh God. if we're a team, you should have been like Brandon. Is your fucking do you got space in the doodle bop, or are we gonna fuck it up, or whatever? We're a team, Mike. So we sink and we swim together. We face level two, the moon. Together, the moon? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, because I guess it kind of looks like a crescent moon. 
Yep. Okay, so... And this one, is, instead of being a desiccated tree, we have a actual building. Yep. Which, uh, you know, this is one of the rare actual... Standing structures. structures. Yeah. This is the only one that and makes sense one. when you walk into and it's like all marbled and there's statues and stuff and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because this one's actually a fucking building. Yeah. So what did you think of this so, one? Is there any new enemies in this one? I can't remember. Oh, there's definitely new enemies. There's snakes. Oh, yeah. Although for some stupid reason they're called ropes. Yeah. I like them, actually, because at first they pissed me off because I was like chasing after them and they'd turn around and attack me way faster. And it wasn't for like the longest <laughs> time that I realized that they speed up when you're in like a direct 90 degree angle of them. So if you... No, they speed up when they see you. Yeah, yeah. they're charging. Yeah, they turn around, but they can only charge at you at like, at like straight lines, right? Like they can't charge yeah. any other way. So, so you can flank, you can sidestep them. Yeah, well, what I initially was doing that was causing me the hassle was I'd get close enough to them, and then they just turn around without me realizing what their pattern was. And when they turned around, they charged me, and I was like, ah, that's way faster than I thought they were moving, right? So what I did is I just like wait on the other side of the room, get one of them's attention, and then just let him run right into the end of my sword. Like full tilt. <laughs> like, hey, buddy. <laughs> and then he'd turn around, and he'd be like, what I also like to. And I'd just be like, come get some. <laughs> What I like to do is hide behind a block. So as he's just like, he's doing his little shimmy and I just like right through the side of the throat. Yeah. And just let him like wander right past it and he just step out and like shlink. And then you can like, <laughs> then you can duel, you can play chicken with the last one. Yeah. Where you just two run, where you just two of you just run at each other and be like, all right, first one to die loses. Yeah. That's actually, um, I don't know how many of our listeners play Minecraft, but I'm a very active Minecraft player. If anybody wants to add me on the old PSN. Which means that I'll have people to play with and Mike won't. Ha ha ha. Um, my my PSN is Bozzy Rocks ninety one. Uh, I don't know if there's capitals, but fuck that noise if there is. But uh, add me up, whatever. Playing Minecraft, uh, basically the same thing that you just described with the ropes is what you do with creepers. Is you just look at them and then you decide is my sword strong enough to knock them out in less than three hits, or am I gonna have to like do something tricky to get away from them for the third hit and come back. Because you can like you can hit them and they'll go far enough back and then you can get a little bit of space and they don't blow up. By the way, I don't know if you Mike, you you played a little bit of Minecraft, right? I've seen Minecraft being played. So the creepers they blow up at a like they have like a vicinity ratio or whatever. Yeah, so that means you have to shoot them with what bows and arrows or something. Yeah, you can. You just gotta keep your distance. Or like I, what I do is if you run like. When anything like runs into anything else, there's a slight collision, but most things kind of just like pass around each other. Like a very small like center line is what collides, and then everything that you would think like shoulders or whatever, they just don't collide. It's kind of weird. So you can like run at a creeper, swinging your sword, and also like run past it while running through it. And if you get like two hits in, and then you make a big enough distance between it and you on the second hit, and you stop short, then it'll like stop counting down. And then you can run at it again and get the last hit in. Or you can run right through it and get all the way past it. And it might blow up behind you or it might stay fine. Anyway, long story short, creepers. Cunts. Yes. Yeah. So then you find other rooms, like the room of the compass. Yep. But you have to defeat these six blobs called gels. Mm-hmm. And then inside, you fight someone that you think is the Moblins. Because they look kind of like them. But they got boomerangs. Yep. And when you're in a room with five or six of them, it can make navigating the room a little tricky. Mm -hmm. But luckily the dungeon map is not too far away. 
and then you realize, oh wow, it's a moon. And then you start to wonder if uh, the whole la- the whole map design was just a bunch of that uh, you know Shigeru Miyamoto was eating a bowl of Lucky Charms, <laughs> and then be like, wait a minute. There's gonna be like a heart and a star and a horseshoe, and then a clover. <laughs> then you have pot to find a leprechaun at the end. Yeah, and a pot of gold. Hey, I think I bitched about this before on the Playing with Power uh, podcast, but it, uh, I just want to put it out to our listeners here. Have you ever noticed how when you look at Lucky Charms, there's the marshmallow part of the cereal, and there's the cereal part of the cereal, and all the little cereal bits, they look exactly like the shapes of cat food. There's like little X's and O's, and there's little fishes, and there's sometimes you can see like little bones in it. And like, yeah, so I don't understand what the fuck's going on there, but Lucky Charms is like 50% cat food cereal and 50% marshmallows. I still love it, and I'll eat it every fucking day of my life, but I just want to point that out to other people and see what people think. Yeah. It's basically cat food. If, you, if you're going to embrace something, at least embrace it honestly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then you will fight... Uh, Don't you dare. Allegorias. Don't you dare. Are you talking about the boss? Not yet. Okay, good. <laughs> because you have to get the magical boomerang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you fight these fucks yeah. and you get their magical boomerang off of them. Yeah, and then, and uh, oh, apparently you could fight. Apparently, I guess you could get the boomerang in the overworld. Yep, which I I, I think never, I did. I never got that one. I just got the boomerang right off. I just got my boomerang from here. Yeah, the way the way that it works is you can either get the boomerang from here, and then in the overworld, when you go to that spot where you get the boomerang, you get the upgraded boomerang. Or if you collect the regular boomerang on the overworld, when you go to fight these guys, then you get the upgraded boomerang from these guys. It's just two different locations, yeah. depending on which order you do it in. It doesn't matter. Either way, once you hit both of them, you have an upgraded boomerang. Yeah. So the, then you fight the thing this, that they don't uh, tell you, though, the... is that the boomerang is effectively not that useful because, granted, when you throw it, it follows you back. So you could like be in the, say, bottom right corner of the screen, throw it to the left, and then run up to the top right corner of the screen, and it'll make like a huge arc and make its way back to you, and it'll hit like a lot a of ground. Way- but, yeah, it's a great way to nail an enemy that's away from you. Yeah, but it doesn't actually hurt. Like th- it just stuns everything. Especially, Which is great, because if you fight something that bounces around like a fucking maniac, well, then you can just use this bang. You can use the boomerang, throw it around them, run in front of them. Then when the boomerang comes back to you, it hits them in the back, stuns them, and then you're just like, oh, that's so fucking dancey now, aren't you? It's funny that you say that, because uh, you actually saw footage of me doing that on one of the bosses and you were like what are you doing Brandon why don't you just attack him and I'm like this fucker won't stay still and I'm like watch this though bing 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 and then I knifed him and you're like oh and I was like that's right Mike suck it hmm. but oh. other than that I had found the boomerang utterly useless and it was a super big disappointment because I thought it was going to be epic especially because so early in the game I got like the upgraded one but I should have realized that the upgraded one that early means that the whole thing's just not going to be that great well there's a, a new enemy in here, which when you first see it, you think it's a boss. Except if you've uh, paid, been paying attention, when they're, you're fighting bosses, they will let loose a roar. I didn't know this. I didn't notice this. But that's what happens. That's why you play fucking games with the sound up for a while first. Fine. I'll do it on the next one. How's that? Yeah, you actually at least pay attention at the beginning and let it get repetitive before turning the sound off. Ah, fine. I will. I promise on the next game that we play, I will listen. 
Yeah. So when you play this game, you would know that he's not a boss because he's not letting loose the traditional roar. Right. When you're, uh, and the best part about it is that you'll know the boss is coming because. Who the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god. The Moldorn. Okay. The Fireball Worm. Oh. Yeah, those guys are actually pretty epic. I like fighting them. Yeah, you'd think that they're fireballs, but it turns out it's just a poorly rendered worm. Because you will fight the Moldorm in Legend of Zelda Link to the Past as a boss. Yeah. And he's just a really awesome big worm. Yeah, there's a few pictures online that I was looking at. And yeah, he doesn't look like a fireball anything. Yep, and then you fight uh, Blade. Well, you don't fight. You have to bypass Blade Traps in this dungeon. Because if you thought these blocks were... uh, a little annoying. Well, just imagine them if they had spikes on them and they fucking moved. Yeah, exactly. Um, the best part about that was while Amber was reading the walkthrough for me, she uh, would kind of like graze through stuff and then give me the, the meat of it. And she kept forgetting to mention like, when you enter the next room, enter quickly so you can avoid the blade traps. And she would say something like, on the left, when you go in, you got to fight the bats to get the key. And I'd be like, great. And I'd go charging in, and I'd see the bats, and I'd stop dead, and I'd get, like, wrecked by the blade traps. And I'd be like, babe, you gotta really warn me about that. That's, like, the third time. Except she did warn you, and you weren't paying attention. No, eventually she started warning me, but... Well, you eventually blaze your way through the garayas, the ropes, avoiding blade traps, and then you encounter... Don't say it. Uh, I'm gonna let Brandon take it, it time because for the boss? this... This is his favorite character. Uh, well, it's not totally... Hold on, just let me... Uh, I'm having a stroke right now because of the computer. So basically... Do the, you need me to tell you who No, it is? I know what it is. Shush, 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 shush. Okay, so the second boss that you had to fight, like the, the, the final boss in the second dungeon, I guess, is a Triceratops dinosaur, but his name is Dodongo. And he's fucking... I don't know, he's awesome because I just like talking about him. And I just like giving him a great little backstory, but it was extra funny because during the walkthrough Amber was reading, um, she was telling me that I had to use bombs because she read a little bit ahead. And I was like, fuck using bombs. I'm going to use the boomerang because I still hadn't quite gotten the boomerang. And once I got the boomerang, I got all fucking pissed off with that. And I was like, well, originally I was like, fuck using bombs. I'm a dickhead who uses boomerangs. And then after that, I said, I, I said, literally, I'm a dickhead who doesn't read walkthroughs. And she's, that's because she was reading it for me. And then, uh, <laughs> and she says that they're super cute and it's sad that I have to kill them. But I just love killing Dodongos because, because <laughs> I get to use the bombs even though I didn't want to. And I have to stuff them down their throat and then watch them explode. And I think it's super funny. Dodongo. Yeah, because it, <laughs> yeah, this dino does not attack you. He just, uh, kind of ignores you and just, uh, around. around. He just, he just stomps around. And that's when you're just like, hey, would you like to? Would you like a sparkling licorice ball? Yeah. And he's just like, fuck yeah, that sounds delicious. Hit me up, bro. I didn't think of it like and that. I thought like, of it more aggressively. Like he was stampeding past me, and I grabbed him by one of his horns, and he opened his mouth, and I jammed the lip bomb into his mouth, and then closed his horns, <laughs> and then I ran away while he blew up a little bit inside. Okay, if we were watching God of Link, <laughs> or Link of War, yeah, then. Then that would be an epic fucking cutscene. Oh my god, Link is God of War. Yeah. The the Dodongo like goes charging past him once and then twice and like the second time he the first time he, he like shields and like it like blocks with the shield and then the second time it goes by the Dodongo's horn catches the shield and rips it off Link's arm and just tosses it. 
And then the third time when it goes by, Link just like stops time for that split second anime style, grabs it by its like nose horn, lifts the horn, tosses in the lit bomb, and like closes the horn again. And then like while it's still running, he's like on top of the face, like blinding it, and then he just like jumps off at the last second, it crashes into a wall and then explodes. <laughs> Stabbing it in the eye. No, it, it, yeah, it, like crashes into the wall and gets stuck and then explodes. <laughs> So that would be after awesome. you murder, so after you murder some innocent yeah. um, dinosaur yeah. fucking fossil guys, I have to say all the creatures in this game are innocent because yeah. you look at them, they're all too big to go out the door. So yeah. they didn't walk into the dungeon and think I'm going to guard the Triforce. Ganon stuck it in there, and then these creatures in there, presumably as children, back when they were small. And they had known no life beyond that room. Yeah, I, I would assume that like it was kind of just all these inhabitants were just moping around in the dungeon, and then Ganon showed up, and there, or like whatever happened that scattered the Triforce. And when the bits of Triforce landed in each individual dungeon, like one of the uh, hapless critters like walked up and touched it, and then like grew to an enormous size and got trapped in that room, basically next right. to it. Okay, that's better. Yeah, like like the, they're like different evolving species that tried to survive the calamity. No, they're just like totally then, just like I don't know brainless critters that are just looking for food, eating moss or whatever. And then like a glowing and, thing comes smashing through the roof, and they go over to it like, "What the fuck is this?" And then one of them touches it, and the other ones all run, and it grows to like an enormous size or whatever, and starts smashing around, and it's, it's helpless. It doesn't understand what's going on. And then you show up, and you're like, "I want that thing that's behind you," and then you just murder it to get past it. And he's like, help me, I just want to talk. Yeah, yeah. it probably was, like, sentient before it, like, grew huge and, like, could communicate. But then once it gets all huge and derpy, it's just like, oh! Which actually fits our next <laughs> boss super good. I keep thinking of, like, a little potted plant, and then it just gets touched by the Triforce and turns into the big old manhandler that we got to fight next. Yeah, that would be amazing to just consider that the Triforce is just, like, the fucking ooze from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That it just shows up and mutates these things, and now their lives are forever changed through no fault of their own. And uh, I figure, like, because there's no life forms in there for eat to eat, it must be the Triforce that's giving them enough energy so that, you know, they're starving, but they can't die. Yeah, like, but they're then, getting enough energy to sustain themselves. But then, what was giving that? Like, why were those critters in there to begin with before the Triforce was there? Well, they were just evading the uh, the flood. Possibly. Maybe they're just a leftover, like, bio-life from after the Flood. And the Triforce yeah. being in the general vicinity made everything just, like, a little bit stronger. You know what I mean? So they're all, like, a little bit... Well, now they're all hassles instead of being, like, bacteria and, like, small marine life. They're, like, actual hassles for Link. Where he's got to, like, go in and fight an Octorok, which would normally be something that you just kick with your foot like a soccer ball. Now it's, like, a beach ball-sized annoyance. With thorns that shoots fucking boulders at you. Yeah, little baseball-sized rocks. It's like some ridiculous <laughs> velocity. So, uh, it's like you're killing the cast of The Land Before Time. You've got a long-necked reptile, and then you've got a uh, little triceratops. Yep. Well, the other one... So you're you, you're killing the cast of The Are you talking the about the Ar Aquamentis? Yeah. That's not a long-necked reptile. That's more like a T-Rex or whatever. The Gleok, no, the Gleok would be like the long neck, but it's got like multiple heads. 
Okay, so you fuck around to get you a fine level three, which is not that far from where you started, yep, actually. Yep, super big piss off when you've already traipsed all over the map to collect every fucking stupid thing, and then you go back to, like, the beginning, and it's like, yeah, it's just right here. Yeah, and it says for many players, if you're just wandering around, it's possible that this might be the first dungeon you actually come across. Yeah, it's, I had that same tip, too. It's like, be careful, because that's, like, what I was saying about the whole walkthrough, like, leading you all over the place, and then you... You're looking at a dungeon and it's like, hey, just fucking avoid this because you'll get your ass kicked. But really, yeah, I've it, collected it, half a, of the uh, bullshit already. I could probably survive this dungeon, but I wouldn't know what the fuck I'm doing anyway. So just, it's still a difficulty time. It's still a difficulty climb, not because the enemies are that tough, but because like each level slowly, it uh, it sharpens your intuition. Yeah. Which is which is an example of great level design and why this game is still upheld as a classic. Because it was able to teach you a lot of things without actually giving you words. Yeah. Like, you pour yourself into it, and you can just... Like, it's teaching you slowly. If you find the right levels, it will let you uh, slowly build up the right skills of learning how to dodge enemy boomerangs and all that. By the third level, it expects you to know what you're doing and that you didn't come here first. Yeah. Because yeah. if so, then you will encounter a... Uh, an upgraded version of the gel called the Zol. Yeah, I didn't mind either of those. They're both pretty much pussies anyway. The interesting part about this map, it's called the Manji, because I guess they didn't want to tell you the truth about it. It's a fucking swastika. Uh, yeah, I remember this one. It's just a big old swastika. What the fuck yeah, does Manji mean? I have no idea. Oh, is it Japanese for, like, death swastika? symbol? I don't know. Like, this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen in, like, uh, Sailor Moon um, tear-ups, like, on the internet where, you know, like, BuzzFeed or whatever would be, like, 15 things that you never noticed from your favorite cartoons as a child. I'm pretty sure one of them was that, like, a couple of the shrines from Sailor Moon had, like, the swastika or, like, very similar Nazi eagles and stuff like that on them. And they're, like, the, the video, which is totally, like, garbage video, is, like, freaking out about the fact that, like, subliminal Nazi messages in Sailor Moon, but really it's just like, isn't that part of the culture back then? There was like some eagles and shit, and there was like some little stick zigzags, and there was like... Well, I'm looking here, and it says that there's a large amount of controversy surrounding this dungeon. It is in the shape of a left-facing swastika. However, the term manji is a Japanese character, so it's part of their alphabet, yeah. and is quite common in Japanese culture. Likely, wow, which is likely yeah. why it was allowed in the game. And it's not even, like, the correct direction for it to properly be a swastika anyway, so. But what did you think yeah. about, like, there was a few new enemies in this one. What did you think about the boss in this one? First you encounter Zoles, which were, like, upgraded gels, which I thought was a welcome change, because it's just like, oh, what if gels actually congregated, got smarter, and got bigger? Well, now the, the Zol is yeah. the answer. And then you encounter a new enemy, which is, like, an Armos, but he's called a dark, dark nut, not, not, which makes no, which dark not, which makes no sense because he doesn't look like an it's acorn. Not, isn't it? Like N A U G H T. Nut, dark no. nut. Uh, yeah, like a peanut. But if it was made of dark instead yeah. of pea, instead of pea, because that's what peanuts are made of, right? Urine. <laughs> so then after <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, they're made out of urine and testicles. It's like someone just someone just had their entire genitalia lopped off, mashed up, and put them on a tree. So after you fight peanuts the, are on trees, right? Cocksucker! After you fight <laughs> the fucking dark nut, then what did you think of the boss in this dungeon? Oh, we're not there yet because oh, you suck. 
it should it starts off small with three dark nuts then you get into a room with five and then it just decides fuck you you cocksucker it it makes you it puts you in a room with eight of these bastards yep and at this point uh it just says it's not necessary to, it's not it's not worth the risk just get around them and get into the staircase and when you do you find the raft which is a useful thing that lets you cross water but only in a straight line you can't really swim around which is really fucking stupid yeah it just jets Apparently you from raft, one spot you can only follow you can only go from one dock to another as long as they're straight ahead of each other yeah i've got here not super useful because it only lets you go to certain spots doesn't let you free roam in the water hp surf never learned <laughs> hm surf whatever i wrote hp just fuck you so, uh, I'm not going to lie, also, I feel like you're just doing this to fuck with me, but you know how much I hated this game, you're just going through, like, yep, then you got to fuck with not eight of these guys, but, like, a hundred of them, and I'm like, I know, I did that, you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, and then you fight this amazing, uh, pl- Venus flytrap-looking monster motherfucker called the Manhandler. Manhandler, which is going to be my jail name when I get locked up. <laughs> when you inevitably, when you inevitably get caught. Yep, I'm going to wear a uh, fedora, and I'm going to have a greasy mustache, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to work in the cafeteria, and every time I give people mashed potatoes, I'm just going to pick them up and, like, throw them onto the plate. <laughs> just scoop them up with your hand out of the pot, out of the pan. Yeah, manhandle them. And just give them that wink, like, enjoy your taters. Yeah, I'll, I'll have, like, a gold tooth, and I'll wink, and I'll give them a little smile at the same time. <laughs> Now it says here, the manhandler is a difficult boss than the previous ones. Oh, yeah, because unlike the... Unlike hold the hold up- on, hold on. You just said... Hey, you just said it says here. Are you just, like, reading from a fucking walkthrough or something? Yeah. You cocksucker. <laughs> okay, fuck you. It says here in what I wrote down, because I actually took notes because you fucking hate me. It says, most intimidating boss I've encountered. He looks like a piranha plant from Mario without the vines. You can hit him with a sword or use your bomb. When I figured out that the bomb works, Amber finally caught up to me to tell me to kill him with the bomb. And Amber added uh, she was happy when it died because he's scary and not cute or fun. He doesn't dance and he doesn't party. I hate him. Because <laughs> uh, Amber says that all of the, all of the enemies were dancing and, and partying with the music that we were listening to. And this guy just wasn't down to jam. So I actually took like probably... Four or five tries while she was like skimming and reading ahead to like run in and fight this thing with my sword, and I, I finally got a few like lobs in, and I was like, great, I can hit him, but I'm gonna lose mad health if I try to do this. And then I started leaving bombs, and I realized that I could wipe out like half of him with a bomb. So I probably spent like 30 runs after that, just like spamming the like quick load button, running in, dropping a bomb, dying, and then like like quick loading again. Until she finally finished, and she's like, oh, yeah, you can use bombs. They're more effective. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured that out so far. And then I finally nailed the right, like, the perfect run where I got through it with only, like, one heart of damage or whatever. So that was my whole thing. I I honestly thought he was the most intimidating boss because he comes at you, and he's just flailing around. And I'm like, holy shit, I haven't found anything like this. Shoot fire. Yeah, shooting fireballs. He'll pin you in a corner and just fucking eat you. Yeah, and it's like, you can't get away from him. You can't predict where the fuck he's going to go. Amber, like, screamed when she saw him. I remember that. She was like, ah! <laughs> she got a gasp. I guess that's a gasp. Yeah. That's not quite a scream, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, he, he he is a an intimidating motherfucker. Then you get to yeah. use your raft, 
on one of the few <laughs> on one of the very few docks yep. in this desiccated barren fucking wasteland of failure then you come across this white mountain which I like to imagine is just like the reason that these mountains are white is uh, because you've come across Birchhead Island because everything is white yep. and you come across another rune but these ones get more intimidating like <laughs> this one this guy's got like droopy eyes for a face in this uh, carved out structure and yeah. his fangs seem a little bit longer so it does graduate except you think oh it's a fucking dungeon but you go inside it's not even that it's a heart container or something yep so then, then you have you to find these, you have to find the second dock in the game and then you yep. will come across a uh, a less bird shitty island and this one is a cyclops who seems to be looking up like he's just like, ah, ah, ah. And Yeah, he's just like in a drug trance. And what is the name of this mysterious dungeon? Well, we will have to find out next time on the Taste Test because this is where we cut for part one. So enjoy the outtake and see you soon. I've seen you kill 225 of those things before. Fuck. 55. Two. What did I say? Oh. The number matters. Yeah, I'll take the whole thing. And also, me. are you having a stroke because you're not... I'm not what? You're reading this like Rygar. Yeah, I, I am reading it like Rygar. I don't know. I'm a fucking cook from the medieval ages. Fuck you. Should I not be having a That's stroke? That's an unapproved script change. That's not an unapproved <laughs> script change. I didn't change it. I think that's how I was reading it last time. Well, if it's new to me. Okay, well, how was I reading okay, it last so time? Okay, so just say, I've seen you kill 250. In more relaxed, like an actual cook, not some fucking warrior wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Burn, ouch. <laughs>